What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. You know, everybody has to start somewhere. And I'm not saying give it all away for free because I don't have time to do that, you know. But I think being kind is so important to encourage people. It's not your job to, like, teach everybody everything. But, you know, there's a lot of photographers in our area that we just... I mean, we don't really hang out, but we'll message each other. Hey, like, I love your work. There's photographers who share when I'm offering something. I'll share when they're offering something. And I feel like that's important to just kind of, like, focus on yourself and what you want to accomplish. And don't worry about what other people are doing. But also just, you know, don't look at everybody as there's enough people for everyone. There really is. And there's a budget for everyone. I mean, I want everybody to charge what they're worth. I feel like that's important. But also, you know... Don't worry about what other people are doing and charging, you know, just focus on, on you and just being kind, I think is just what's important. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJaso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur. And I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will get you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is a place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the show. So today I have the pleasure of chatting with Andrea Martin. Now there is a chance if you have seen an image that evokes pure joy and emotion with a child and an animal connection, it was probably created by the uber-talented Andrea Martin. 
Andrea first came across my radar a few years ago when I fell in love with a gorgeous and hilarious image of a little girl with goggles, a flotation ring, and holding a duck looking at the camera. I just knew the humor and joy that created this image. Well, we were definitely going to be friends. So fast forward to this year where Andrea is coming on as an instructor for the online family retreat, showing sessions with multiple animals and kids and her editing process. I am so excited to share this conversation with you. If you've ever wondered what goes into working with animals and how she does it, well, this episode is for you. Let's dive in. Welcome, Andrea. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you are passionate about. Okay. My name is Andrea Martin and I live in West Virginia. I grew up in Pennsylvania and then went to college in West Virginia where I met my husband and we've been married 17 years this May. Four kids and I've been a photographer since my daughter My second was 18 months old. I started like everybody else, you know. Oh, I'm really good at taking pictures. I'm a photographer now. So (laughs) that's kind of how I got my start. (laughs) So I want to dive in a little bit to your work with animals. So I know in your work, like you are known for working with animals. So how did you get started working with them, with specifically animals and kids? And have you always been an animal lover? For sure, an animal lover. My parents were they would not let us have anything but a cat or a dog. So I feel like that's part of, I wanted my, I had a friend growing up and she could have every single animal possible. So they had everything. And I was so jealous. And I always said, I'm going to let my kids have whatever. So we have a lot, but um, I've always loved animals. When I was in high school, I worked at a duck hatchery. So that's where my love of ducks came from. It was like the best job ever. And back then, like minimum wage was five fifteen an hour, and I made seven fifteen an hour. So it was like a really good job for high school. It was gross. I mean, I came home stinking. My mom was always like, "Take a shower." So I got home, but it was great. And I really wanted a duck, and my dad would not let me bring ducks home. We lived in the country, but he wouldn't let me bring any ducks home. So oh I'm living gosh. that dream now. <laughs> oh so, my gosh! Um, all, all the ducks. I kind of <laughs> rabbit trailed there, but I love my ducks. Um, so I. I've always loved animals and I can't remember when I started adding animals to the sessions, but I think probably like two years into photography, just with my own kids, I would add like our dog or whatever. And then it, I don't know, it just kind of fulfilled me. Like I was like, this is what I love to do. So it's definitely my favorite. And when I don't have an animal in a session, even though I love doing family sessions and just kids sessions without animals, I feel like something's missing. I'm like, man, if there was a little dog right there, this would be so much better. I don't know. That's <laughs> I love it. Okay, so do you live on a farm and do you have like a ton I of animals? I don't live we- in a farm. What? I don't. I live in this. I live. Okay. I live in the suburbs. My neighbors probably hate me. There's houses all around. I have a fenced in yard. It's probably like, I don't know, maybe a quarter of an acre. That's where my, I have five ducks right now and my pig live and we have four dogs. We have two bunnies, two guinea pigs, two geckos and two turtles right now. Oh my gosh. And four kids. So it's a, it's a zoo all the time, but it's fun, but they're loud. Like in the morning when they want to eat, the ducks are loud and my neighbors probably hate me. So I love that. I find that really inspirational because I love images with animals, but I also have this really big fear. Um, I'm worrying like a child could get hurt or an animal could get hurt. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have? So everybody stays safe and I can like not have my anxiety through the roof. (laughs) Well, I think, 
So before I even shoot a child with an animal, I always make sure that the kids have been around animals before. So that like everybody loves the animal pictures because it's cute and it's fun. But like if the kid has never even been around a dog, I usually say like, hey, this session is not going to work. And 90% of the time I'm right. One time I did a session, it was with a duck and it's one of my favorites. Like it's a little girl and she's wearing like a orangish yellow romper and a yellow or like a suspenders and a yellow shirt. And she was obsessed with the ducks. Like she was 18 months, she was hugging them and she'd never been around them before. It was great, but that's like very rare. So I usually like ask parents if your kids have been around animals, that kind of thing. Um, And uh, the animals I use, like the ducks, the sheep, and and then anything else is usually like a pet or something of the people that bring their kids or whatever they just bring their pets too and I live in West Virginia so everybody has like goats and chickens and everything else so that's not hard so I make sure they've been around animals and then those animals that I use it it takes a lot to hurt them I also have my son is 15 he's my assistant so he's there like hands-on right there so I can step back and take the picture and he's really good with posing and getting the animal in position and then helping the kids get in line and then like you know, with the ducks, if I feel like if I feel like any of the animals or the kids are in danger, like I just separate it. But like sheep, the animals I use don't really bite, or they don't bite. Yeah. You know, and if it's yeah. and if it's a, a puppy or a kitten, like usually it's their own. So it, I haven't run into anybody getting hurt. I love ever. that. So I, I love that. Like I'm just and this careful, is like coming you know? from like someone who's like an animal and kid like. Yeah, that's your business. I, and I, you that's know, your I make sure everybody yeah. is safe, of course, yeah. you know, and I follow the rules and that kind of thing. But, um, yeah. you know, I won't, there's animals that I won't, like, I won't shoot with a bunny if it's not their bunny because yeah. bunnies are, or like a guinea pig. I have pictures with them, but they're always with the owner's kids, you know, because yeah. bunnies will bite super easy. Uh, I'm not knocking people who use it. Like, I just yeah. don't feel comfortable using animals that I know have a risk factor of biting. Like I have a pig right now. She's great. She's never bit, but I won't use her now for sessions. I used her when she was a baby and easy, but now she's, you know, like a hundred pounds. She's, she's little, but she's fat. Um, she probably weighs a hundred pounds and you know, if a kid gets on her nerves, she might bite and it would leave a mark. So I wouldn't use, you know, her for a session, that kind of thing. So you just kind of play it smart, I guess. I love that. That's good advice. So what are your favorite animals to work with? Well, of course, the ducks are my favorite, Um, but every, like, so every month I kind of have different animals that I work with. So like sheep, my friend is a lamb farm. That's how I get my, do my sheep sessions. So the sheep are in December and it's a fun, like, I always look forward to it. I get burned out on it by the end, but then the next year I'm all excited about it and try to come up with something different. So I love shooting with the sheep. I love the ducks. And lately I've been doing these Highlander cow sessions and I'm obsessed with those cows because they're so cute. The and, fluffy um, cows? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. My I have a client, a bride actually. I just shot her wedding this weekend at a zoo. Her family's like third generation exotic animal owners or whatever. So she has like a petting zoo and stuff or her family has a petting zoo. So I get these cows that are like super well-trained and sweet oh and my gosh. they make really cute pictures. I love it. So I'm going to ask, so for those that don't have animals ready available, what would be your suggestion to find these connections or to find these animals to add to your sessions? I have lucked out. <laughs> 
<laughs> I really like, like I have like that, like I taught preschool for five years and one of the students at the preschool that I taught her mom is the one who owns the lamb farm. So one day I was just like, oh my gosh, like I would love to do pictures and she's been great. I did pictures for somebody who's the ba- the bride actually, she was a babysitter for these two kids and she owns all these exotic animals. And so I connected with her that way. And then... I've done casting calls. Like if I have an idea in my head, I'll do a casting call like you do for a kid or a model. I do it for a pet or an animal. Like I'm looking for a Dalmatian, you know, and do a casting call for animals that way. I always pay, which I think really helps. So any session I use someone's animal, I give them $25 usually per session or whatever. So I feel like being, like I'm making money, so I don't want to ever ask anything for free. So if I'm shooting on people's property, I offer money, you know, that kind of thing. I think that's important because you want to have a good reputation and then a good like rapport with, with family or people, you know, you're, you're using, I don't ever want to take advantage. Um, But casting calls are great. A lot of times there's a lot of little, like there's um, humane societies here, but there's also a lot of animal rescues here. So sometimes I'll reach out to animal rescue and I'll do pictures for them in exchange, like, hey, here's pictures that you can use on your website or whatever to get these animals adopted. And then I'll use them for the sessions for cute kids, you know, whatever. I love that. That's a really neat idea. So... As a busy mama of four, I know you are a busy lady. So what advice do you have for getting it all done? You can. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. I think it's impossible. I think if you want to get it all done, you're just going to be totally stressed. So I just kind of prioritize. Right now I'm lucky. My husband is finishing up his master's in counseling. And so he's been staying home because he was in school full time and it's online. So he was taking care of the kids and the house while I've been working. So that's been great. I don't feel like I have so much pressure to do it all, but now he's like in a practicum and internship phase. So that's definitely not as much as it was before, but I just prioritize like what my house is never clean. So there's that. (laughs) I mean, it's not gross, but it's not, you know, there's laundry that always needs put away that kind of thing. You know, I try to, I try to schedule like, like I would be going to work, you know, like a set editing time and, and fun time and that kind of thing. It doesn't always work out. I just kind of wing it, to be honest. I Love fly it. by the seat of my pants and hope I can get it all done. <laughs> but I usually don't. There's something that goes missing, and usually it's yeah. the house because I don't want to, like, you know, neglect my kids. Totally. So. Totally. Sometimes my mom always had this this sign up at our house, and it was a poem, and it was like cobwebs. And cobwebs and dust can wait till tomorrow for babies grow up will soon to be sorrow. So quiet down cobwebs, dust go to sleep. I'm rocking my baby and babies don't keep. That's exactly and right. It's, right? It's like, so the house can be dirty. Just hold your little people for yes. as long as you can. Definitely. So um, what is the number one question you get asked about your photography? Where do I get my animals? That's what I, are all these, or are all those animals yours? That's and yeah. do you live on a farm? So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. usually what I get asked. I love it because in my head, the story that I had crafted, I was like, she lives in this like hundred acre farm, I and wish. she probably has two hundred animals, and she gets up at like four in the morning every day to like feed all her animals, and then she goes to work as a busy mom before and a photographer and she probably like then has to feed all the animals before bed and I was like how on earth does she get this all done yeah I wish <laughs> I'm, I'm currently looking for property like I want that life but I don't yeah. have that right now 
So oh, I love it. Well, maybe I I'm just, manifesting it for you. <laughs> yeah, do it. I, I, that's my dream. That's my dream. But right now, I love it. not in the so, cards. So speaking of dreams, what would you say would be your dream session? Oh gosh, I I would love to just be able to travel. Like, so maybe dream sessions would be able to go to different countries and capture the kids with their animals in like different sessions or different um, locations, like go to Africa and go to Australia and just do, you know, New Zealand with the sheep or whatever. That's my dream. So not, maybe not a particular dream actual session, but I would love to capture kids and animals all over the world. I think that would be amazing. Oh oh my gosh. I could see your, your book coming out with that. I would love it. I would love it. One day. One day. I feel like it's possible. Of course. Everything is. Yeah. So what I love about you too is you have a firm belief in collaboration over competition. And I know you and Ashley Collins, you guys live close to each other and she yes, even helped you her. film. She did. She filmed, helped you film yeah. for the online family retreat. So what advice do you have on building friendships with other photographers, why it matters to you, and how to stop thinking of everybody as competition? Gosh, I think it's hard. And I still think of people as competition. You know, there's there's people that I see that I'm like, oh gosh, you know, like I think everybody sees people that they think copy them or, you know, that kind of thing. And I've tried to move past that and just not pay attention to what um, people are doing you know, in the area and just focus on me and, you know, what I want to accomplish. And then I think when I first started out, which, you know, has been 10 and 10 years. I didn't know that like, you don't just message a photography and be like, Hey, tell me everything. I, there weren't really workshops and stuff 10 years ago. No, like, I don't feel like that was a thing. Like I, I'm like, I don't know how to learn this unless I go to college and I don't want to go to college for it. I want to like do it now, you know? So I reached out to a handful of people and I remember some people being incredibly rude and, and hateful and making me feel awful that I even asked him a question. And then I remember several people being amazing and answered all my questions. It was like, good luck. And then one photographer in particular, she was in Pennsylvania and she was like, Hey, I'll mentor you. And she did it for free. She critiqued. I mean, and my work was awful. Like I thought it was great, but it was terrible looking back. I'm like, how did you even find something positive to say? I have no idea. But, um, so I think that, I think that just being, you know, everybody has to start somewhere. And I'm not saying give it all away for free because I don't have time to do that, you know, but I think being kind is so important to encourage people. It's not your job to like teach everybody everything, but you know, there's a lot of photographers in our area that we just, and we don't really hang out, but we'll message each other. Hey, like I love your work. There's photographers who share when I'm offering something, I'll share when they're offering something. And I feel like that's important to just kind of like focus on yourself and what you want to accomplish and don't worry about what other people are doing, but also just, you know, don't look at everybody as there's enough people for everyone. There really is. And there's a budget for everyone. I mean, I want everybody to charge what they're worth. I feel like that's important, but also, you know, don't worry about what other people are doing and charging, you know, just focus on, on you and just being kind, I think is just what's important. Yeah. Science question. Totally. There is <laughs> okay. an analogy I once heard and it was like, sometimes I like to go to McDonald's and have a cheeseburger and fries. And sometimes I like to go to this really fancy restaurant, get dressed up and mm-hmm. like pay an arm and a leg for this beautiful dinner. Now, does it mean that I 
I'm going to love one more than the other. And it, just because I love one doesn't mean I don't love the other. So when we get our noses mm-hmm. at a joint, when maybe a client goes to a mini session for another photographer, it doesn't say they don't love you. Right. It just means they're trying McDonald's for the day or right. trying a fancy restaurant, right? Exactly. Like it's okay. It's okay. Because I have lot, so many clients that they'll come to me for like their main session. But when other photographers offer these little mini sessions that are adorable and fun and I'm not offering, go for it. Like that. Yep. And sometimes I'll have clients mention me, I just want you to know before you see the pictures, like I really liked this. And I'm like, I don't care. Like go for it. Like I'm sad yeah. if I totally lose clients because, you know, you build an attachment of friendship and that kind of thing. But I mean, and everybody has a budget, like people who I booked in the beginning are not booking me now because they can't mm-hmm. afford it. And that's not, that's fine. You know, that's okay. get your pictures done. It's a, that's more important to me than, you know, using me as a photographer. It's important just to have pictures, I think. So I think so too. I agree. I agree. And it's, and it's okay. There's an evolution, you know, maybe like your style changed. Maybe you don't want to shoot families anymore. Like it's okay. Exactly. (laughs) So what do you wish you knew when you were starting out? Oh, like I spent a lot of time worrying, like comparing myself to these amazing photographers who have been doing it so long and stressing myself out like, oh my gosh, like look at this picture that this person took and look at my picture and like I suck in comparison. So I feel like I I wish I had um, just focused on myself, which eventually I ended up going through Facebook and unfriending or unfollowing like almost every photographer because it was literally kind of making me depressed when I would get on and I'd see all these amazing pictures that I wanted to be able to do and I couldn't do because I just didn't have the skill set for it yet. And there was no, there was no classes or, you know, I was just like Mm -hmm. had to figure it out for myself. You know, I just think, yeah, if I had told myself back then, don't compare yourself to others. And eventually I didn't, I stopped, but it took a little bit to kind of get there and realize that I just needed to compare myself to myself and not other people mm. and grow so that way, hard. you know? Yeah. It's, it's so hard. It's so hard, especially even with Instagram. Like that's for me. Mm-hmm. And cause I will go on this, like liking and following a whole bunch of people. And then I'm like, Oh goodness. Now this is creeping into my like identity. And cause I, I have this like really habitually bad habit of comparing my straight out of cameras to these fine art edited pictures and then I beat oh, okay. myself up that it, that it doesn't look the same. It's yeah, like, no comparison. What's wrong with you? Like, stop hurt. Like, this is like yourself hurting yourself. This right, is self-harm. Exactly. This is terrible. Quit it. So my advice to you, my friends, is if you're doing that too, like, stop it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to benefit anyone. No. Okay, so now we're going to go into the fun part, which is our speed round. Okay. <laughs> okay, ready? Yes. Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Pepsi. Nikon or Canon? Nikon. Yes. <laughs> Texting or talking? Talking. Favorite day of the week? Wednesday. I don't know why. I just have always liked Wednesday. (laughs) I love that. Favorite place you've ever traveled to? Oh, gosh. Um, Well, I think it's because it's nostalgic for me, but my mom grew up in Vermont, so Vermont, because we always vacation there as kids, and I love it. Mm, I love that. Nickname you had as a child? I didn't have one. No? Nope. Last song you downloaded? Uh, you're so vain. <laughs> I was playing it for my daughter. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. 
Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Uh, probably every language in the world. That one surprises me. <laughs> well, then I could travel everywhere and be able to photograph kids. That's true. <laughs> and talk to them. Favorite holiday? Uh, Christmas. How long does it take you to get ready? It depends. So, like, first, I know this is, like, quick round, but I, it's all good. <laughs> it's five, five minutes to a half hour. It depends on like, am I showing up for a shoot where I've never met you? Or is like, are you a long time client? And you're going to get sweats in a t-shirt. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, sometimes, some, sometimes I won't wash off my makeup from the night before. So I'm ready the next yeah. day. <laughs> yep. You got it. It's a pen. I love it. So I'd love to finish my interviews with this last question. And it's what okay. are you artistically curious about right now? Oh, you know what? And I don't know if this is, um, I want to learn studio lights. I do not shoot <gasps> studio lights at all. And I really like, I'm looking, Esteban Gill is, uh, do you know who he is? He's amazing no. wedding and portrait photographer, like wedding and couples photographer. He's really good. Hmm. And he is he hasn't announced because of COVID yet, but he's going to offer some studio. He does amazing studio lighting, like at his weddings and stuff. I'm oh. totally curious on how to do that because I don't yeah. know how, and I just, I think it's cool. I love it. I love it. Well, I teach a class on studio lighting. And do you? I, do you? Okay, oh, I heck yeah, I do. Heck yeah, I do. I, I, I do. Love that. But it's yes. primarily um, like in studio, family, maternity, newborn. Okay. Well, I've actually, I don't have a I've studio. Never taken, but... I've never taken my lights outside. And that's something that, like, I'm like, ooh, Lisa. He does, and it's amazing. Ah, I'm blown right? away. It's, yeah. it, he does these amazing portraits. So oh, I love that. Yeah, that's what I'm curious about. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, buddy. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks. Oh, that was such a fun conversation. So, my photographer friends, it is homework time again. I love Andrea's thoughts on collaboration over competition. Now, some of my closest friends are also local photographers, and honestly, I love being able to refer out sessions I can't or don't want to do. So, your task this week, my friend, is to get in touch with another local photographer and make a new friend. Set up a coffee date because this industry at times can feel super isolating and lonely, but it really doesn't have to be. Thank you so much for showing up here week after week. I love being able to create this podcast for you. I love asking all these questions and I love connecting with new photographer friends and educators too. I'm sending you so much of my light and love today and every day. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Art and Soul Show. If you're the kind of person that likes helping others, please share this podcast with your photographer friends. Sharing is caring and it's our mission to help as many photographers create a business and life they are truly passionate about. I'm here to support you on your journey. And if you have any questions, topics, or guests you would love to hear from, please shoot me a note at lisaatthemilkyway.ca and we may even feature your question in an upcoming episode. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today and I will see you soon.